I'd love to introduce you to Darshini. Now, I've known Darshini for a few years and she's a client. But what's really, really special about Darshini is that over the time, developing a very somatic view and way of life, she's developed an embodiment practice which started off as an interest. And it really was an interest which she started to notice shifted her mindset and her overall well-being. So what became an interest developed very much so into a passion. And as a result of this passion, she's developed inspiring stories. And really, that's evolved to a pretty impressive product and results and message that she has today. And so when you meet Darshini in this episode and we discuss some fascinating subjects and concepts, you will see how much this inspiration has really developed to the point that you're going to take away some incredible points that you can develop and adopt in your daily activities. So are you ready? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Somatic Movement and Mindset podcast with me, clinical somatic educator and founder of Total Somatics, Heidi Hadley. The Somatic Movement and Mindset podcast has been designed to help you gain a deeper understanding to how your mind and body work. You will learn about your amazing mind and body and why over time you can feel pain, recurring injuries and poor posture. Within this podcast, I will teach you why this doesn't have to be your future or the norm for you. Would you like to learn how to reduce pain, move freely and gain a new lease of life? Let's get started. So welcome back to this episode. And as you could see from that bio, Darshini is a pretty incredible individual. I mean, everybody's pretty incredible, but I've got to say today, that's why I wanted Darshini to come on to the episode, because this is a wonderful example of how when you become truly somatic and you notice shifts and changes from within, you can really start to change the state of your nervous system and improve different areas of the quality of your life. And, and because this month is all about mindset, but you're going to see how mindfulness is very much linked into this. What you will notice from today's episode with Darshini is how we can develop what they call that flow state. So the flow state is whereby it feels like you've been doing something for 10 minutes, whereas you look at your watch and you've been doing it for three or four hours. When you're in that flow, it really doesn't feel like effort. It's just natural. And you really just get immersed in that moment so for some people it could be cooking some people it might be swimming some people it's hiking painting everyone's got different things that would take them into that flow state but what we're going to develop today with darshini is how photography became that flow state and there's so much more behind just that word photography when we get started so i'm going to introduce you darshini and um, first of all welcome to somatic movement and mindset and um, when when we uh, were chatting about this we just realized how much it was an interest but became a passion so could you tell us a little bit more how you started with this passion of photography thanks Heidi thank you for that introduction and this opportunity to share my passion um, the journey actually started in January 2010 um, and I've always had an interest in nature and I've always had an interest in art um, and one day I was just walking through the park on a hot summer's day. It had just rained and I had a po little tiny point and shoot camera. And I noticed that there was this um, little puddle that was shaped like a leaf. And I just thought, okay, this is unusual. Let me just take a photo of it just as a record shot because it's something different that I'd seen. 
But when I started looking, I noticed there was like a reflection of the tree in it. Um, and then I also started to look and observe that the leaves that had fallen, the dried leaves, which had got damp with the rain, the colors on them and the textures were just so amazing. And that got me really curious. And that's basically the photo that got me hooked into looking and exploring more of what was around in nature. And I started looking uh, more at flowers, the details, the, you know, the shapes and um just observing the play of light, just anything to do with nature, birds. I just love it all. Um, I just love being out in nature with, yeah, nature photography. And it, it's just a way I find it just calms me. It clears my mind. Um, I start to see things differently. Um, yeah, and I can problem solve or things that were a problem before aren't a problem. When I finish my photography, sometimes when I'm so tired, um, I still, if I go for a walk with my camera and I'm out there, you know, I don't know for how long, it just energizes me. And yeah, like I said before, it's something that, you know, I might be only doing, I might be doing it for an hour or two, but it looks like it's, it's, it's actually, for me, it feels like I only just started because it's just time just goes so quickly, you lose track of time. Um, and yeah, and also, you know, sometimes I can be so stiff and not, you know, have a backache or something, but yet, as I'm sort of getting into it, I notice that, you know, as I'm moving around, by the end of the photography, it's like, oh, what happened to that backache? I can move freely. I've been, you know, bending and, you know, it's just because you're sort of releasing that tension. It's that mind, body, spirit connection. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And I just thought I'd love to unpack some of those things that you just mentioned there, because when you said about you were walking in the park, wasn't it? And you saw the the puddle and then you saw all those other little nuances within nature and things that really made me think about that skill that we develop don't we of that focus and that attention isn't it because we live in such a chaotic busy world where you've got computers and phones drawing our attention all the time that some of the most simplest things that we could just step over or step through in a park you actually really narrowed down your focus didn't you so that you were fully present in that moment um and I love that word that you used, which was curiosity, um, because when we're curious, um, and like in total somatics, we talk about curious because we when we're curious, we're more aware and focusing on different things. Um, and that means that we're using the prefrontal cortex, which is our emotional intelligence. And when that's being activated, it, it shrinks the limbic system, you know, the stress center. So that falls straight into what you're saying, isn't it? Because when you said that you felt calmer and did you say you found it easier to problem solve as well? Yes, that's right. Um, quite often I can, yeah, I tend, like, as you said, like with the phones and with all the negative news feeds and social media, it's so easy to get into this overwhelmed state. But yeah, a photography session quite often, like when I actually finish, I'm sort of happier, calmer, and, you know, things that may have been making me anxious or worried are just not an issue. Or if, you know, some, I'm not sure, but I wasn't sure about how to do something before. I'm sort of, I sort of find that I can actually, you know, do it um, more naturally after it's, you know, just things just fall into place sort of thing. And it's like, when I look back, it's like, oh, why was I so worried about that? Or why was I getting so emotional about that? You know, it's just changes things. Yeah, it puts things in perspective, doesn't it? Because it really 
filters and shifts and you know we've all been there when you know when you focus so much on something you are you almost to the point of over analyzing it to a form of paralysis that you you just don't think you can do or make any action or changes with it um but as you say you're moving your body you're in fresh air there's those ions in nature isn't it which really charges up anyway when you're around the trees and and nature as a whole um so that's really interesting how that's it shifted your, your mindset um and what we were talking about, we've spoken about over the time is not just the photography, but the stories and the lessons that you've developed around that. And that really is where you've considered the mindset aspect, haven't you? Is there any chance of just elaborating on a few accounts or stories where that's happened? Yeah, yeah I've got a few stories um, and I've actually got the images as well as a PDF that people can, if they subscribe to an email, they can download as a free download. And I'll just go through some of those stories now for you. So one of the first ones is about not quitting, but to keep going on. Um, You know, sometimes it's quite easy to want to give up. Um, And one experience that comes to mind for me is I was one day I was got up at the crack of dawn to try and shoot, anticipating like this glorious sunrise with, you know, bright colours. I was walking to this lookout, which overlooks a valley. It's um, something, a place that I really love. And I just noticed it was so overcast and gloomy and I was like oh I just can't do this anymore I just want to go you know I want to give up and go and I just literally stopped with my cameras and I was like but something just said no I just walked to the lookout which was around the corner a couple of minutes down and when I got to the lookout I was just not what I anticipated at all and there was like this clouds that was sweet it, the, it was very strong the wind was really strong too and there was that this um, a wave of clouds sweeping across the valley and it looked like almost like waves that were like a tsunami like wave that you know you'd seen and I was like really scared I was like what is this where is it coming from you know we're nowhere near the sea but what is it and and I just was like what do I do do I run you know in the windows but something said just take the photos so I start I set the camera up and it was it was really hard with the tripod shaking and everything I just had to hold on to it it was just amazing to like be able to capture some of this as the you know the clouds came across but I didn't realize it was actually fog band coming across um I said clouds but it was actually fog coming across and yeah I was able to take it and observe how it sort of covered the townships that I could see in the valley and then as it got closer you know how the fog actually obscured stuff and you know you just focus on helps you focus on what's right in front of you and what was amazing is that that the fog actually sort of was quite thick at times and then it would get um it would sort of lighten up and it actually lasted for four hours that morning so I was out there for four hours um you know just shooting lots of different things and, and then as it slowly sort of eventually went out I was able to get there's a rate there's a range of mountains across the at the other end of the valley with some wind turbines and I was able to get a shot of the wind turbines sort of sitting in the clouds and that was kind of like towards the end of the morning and it was just you know it's just that you know if I had given in to my you know ah this looks so doomy and gloomy I'm just going to give up and go home that would have been the first no the other no would have you know would have been oh if you know if I had got to the lookout and the wind and been so scared and you know given into that fear as well again I would not have experienced that beauty you know, that special, you know, that joy and like four hours, it went so quickly. I hadn't had breakfast, but I didn't feel hungry. I was just, just like, so, you know, I was, you know, it's that we talked about that energy. We talked about, you know, yeah. just being happy and it was just, yeah, it was just amazing. And also, what, yeah. 
Well, it's, it's almost like that power of pausing and the power of patience with that, isn't it, really? Because when you mentioned that, it made me think about how, you know, I mentioned at the, at the beginning about being in our flow state. But it's in this way, it's also learning to go with the flow, isn't it? Because yeah. as you were saying, that, that life lesson that you learn from it is when you see that with the images and how we can put that into a mindset principle really is how you know we can't always micromanage events in life can we but sometimes when we don't think that this is an ideal situation like you're saying there ends up being a life lesson involved or there's a silver lining or there's a gift in that situation and it's just it's just sometimes letting ourselves go in stay in that moment and then we can see a fuller picture no pun intended there but you yeah. do. and there's a for that for that reason that's really quite in, interesting isn't it you can see how an experience shifts back to a life lesson with mindset yeah. as well yeah exactly that's that's one of the things I just so love about being out in nature Heidi and just taking photos and yeah and that brings me to the next example of um photos that I want to talk about as well um it's about um like I love doing bird photography as well, um, something, you know, just sitting there watching the birds. And what I have observed over the years is how when it rains, quite often the birds are out there chirping, hunting for food, foraging. And as you observe them, they're so happy, you know, there's the singing around and um, it's about dancing in the rain, you know, quite often when it's rainy and gloomy, as humans, we tend to go, oh, it's too, you know, it's we tend to complain and groan and mourn about the weather. But here you are, the, you know, it's cold and wet, and the but the birds are out there having a good time. And yeah, you know, it's about choosing, you know, how we can, you know, reminds me of how you can choose to be grateful, choose to be positive, how that can change, you know, how it can change you and change what you do and see in that moment. And the other lesson I've learned with watching these birds is um, when it's raining and the, it's, their feathers are wet, the colors actually um, accentuated. And that reminds me of how storms can actually be an opportunity for us to shine and grow as well. It's how we frame things, how we look at things. Um, and so, yeah, that dancing in the rain, I learned a lot from watching birds dancing in the rain, literally. And it's just, you know, um, yeah, it's something I love as well. That, that's really interesting. It just made me think of when we have storms in our life, again, at the time it doesn't feel great but it refines us doesn't it and like you say their colors shine greater what you find is when we have a hardship it does shape and mold us and hopefully if we take that as a life lesson and look at how we've grown as a person a bit like their colors shimmer and show up more hopefully our improved personal development qualities have improved also does that make sense so we shine and shimmer a little bit more so isn't it fascinating how you yeah. can take that experience and and put it into a different concept. Have you got another account? Um, yes, exactly. Thanks, Heidi. You summarised it really well. And another example um, or a life lesson would be um, like one of the things I started doing in January 2020 was photographing sap. I've always been fascinated by the light and the sap, but it, it's the technique and just getting the exposure right. I've just sort of nailed it in January 2020 and actually ended up with an image that in was a finalist in the Australian Geographic um, Anzac Nature Exhibition as well. Um, and it's actually been a subject that I've used as a topic for a book that I've recently launched as well um, called Treasured Stillness, um, where I photograph sap, the different shapes, the textures. And um, one of the things I've observed is what I love is going around the tree, looking at the sap from different perspectives. 
and you sort of see different reflections, you see different colors and textures. And that reminds me of how quite often there's a different, like how, you know, there's different angles. We all see things differently. You can see a situation or whatever, you know, differently and how important it is to be open to those different perspectives and um, not to be, you know, narrow, narrow and sort of, dog, you know, dogmatic and stuck in the, yeah, stuck in one sort of mindset. It's that diversity and inclusivity, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. 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 And even there's always more than one way to problem solve as well. So, you know, um, just be open to talking it through with other people, you know, have those sounding boards and also teamwork and all that. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's diversity, inclusion, teamwork. We're part of a community. It's not, you know, it's not, we, we're not an island. We're, you know, we're community with, yeah, relationships and, yeah. And I think what a fascinating time that you discovered that project in January 2020 and then what happened in the months to follow, how that really helped to keep your mindset focused on something that was empowering. Yeah. Um, but even the lesson that came from that as well, when you really are talking about community and connection and how much power there is when we, we're as a collective really, isn't yeah. it? And also what's been is really good for me is that this um, project of the treasured stillness, as I call it, with the photography and the, and the sap has been an opportunity for me as well to uh, include my mum in that because I can take her out for walks on the weekend, um, you know, with since January 2020, you know, the it's become so obvious that we need to, like in the exercise, being out in nature, the healthy mindset, and also take, you know, relationships as well, not taking life for granted. It's sort of, um, yeah has sort of been at the forefront of her mind and taking mum out. She's not a photographer. She doesn't have a camera, but she loves being out in nature. And um, it's been a journey for her as well. Like when I first started this project, she was like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know how you can do this. I don't, you know, it's the... but now she's my spotter. And now she, while I'm sort of spending what I think is a minute, but it's actually hours, maybe oh, literally a long time, just looking at one subject, Mum's already spotted other stuff and quite often I can feel that she's got something she wants me to look at, but she's just not wanting to disturb me, but it's her energy, like, you know, she's still got that excitement, um, like a little child just bursting out, um, you know, wanting to share something and it's really beautiful to see that, you know, um, and it's just something, you know, that, yeah, it just, it just reminds me how we can all, there's that kid buried in all of us, that curiosity is awakened and how, you know, it just energizes, it can energize anybody. Yeah, if you find it's that. the little child in all of us, isn't it? That little child in all of us that she gets excited. You can see it, you can see a 10 year old herself and they're going, Look at this, look at this. Yeah. Or even yeah. like a two year old excited, you know, it's just that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just been a real gift for me that way too. Um, and it's, yeah, being able to be out and I'm killing more than two birds with one stone, literally. <laughs> to put it in well, a different way. I think, I think your mum's a great example in herself because, you know, obviously a lot of people have got mobile phones so they can use their cameras uh, within the phone, you know, it's, that's all inbuilt. So they can use that to to take a few photos. But your mum's a brilliant example that you don't need to have a camera uh, and you don't need to have the budget to get some flashy, expensive camera because the best cameras we've got are our eyes, you know, the exactly. focus and the, the way that we can really enjoy looking at nature. Your mum is a, a brilliant example of um, just enjoying photography, but without clicking, really. Yeah. Um, 
And if you don't mind me just bringing this in, because, um, you know, recently we've just come back from a summer holiday in Tasmania. Um, and obviously, Darshini, I'm nowhere near in your league, but I've got to say, I enjoy even just using my mobile phone camera and some of the pictures I took uh, when we were in Tasmania. And Tasmania is a beautiful canvas to take photos from anyway, to be fair. Um, but it was just it is that stillness and that moment in time that you capture uh, the reflection of branches on the water um, and then it when you see those pictures at a later time it takes you back there doesn't it and then it takes you back to that feeling and yeah. thinking I want to capture that and bring that back to mind when you're feeling those moments of con like turmoil or just unsettled um, is that kind of how you would say you feel that photography has really impacted you as a whole like that sort of thing? Um, yes, it has, because sometimes I can feel like if I feel, oh, you know, oh, and I'm at home and it's in the evening and I just can't do, you know, what am I going to do? I quite often find um, I can put on, you know, the computer and just edit some photos and I just find, yeah, you go back into that moment and it takes me back. And, you know, some of these things that we've talked about, you know, it those things come back to mind. And quite often I find I'm editing a photo and again it addresses like it's that mind body clarity you know that spirit mind body even when I'm editing the photos quite often I find it does help me and that's why I put together a book which I've called treasured stillness which is the um images in the sap um and yeah it's just I put a little bit of a blurb at the front of the book um if people want to read it but the images themselves are presented without without words because I want people to look at it for themselves because I know you know like I talked about different perspectives and different people see things differently so and sometimes you can come to an image and you start to see things you know differently to what you did before because it's that curiosity as you look deeper if you look at it at a different time and so what yeah I'll put it together in a way that I hope people who get the book will actually enjoy and be able to use that as a reflection a quietening of the mind um state and yeah so yeah exactly Brilliant. Because what we'll do is um, I'll I'll get a bit more detail and ask you a bit more about this in a moment, Darshini, because I'll make sure everything we discuss, there's there's links in the show notes. So if people are driving or they're walking at the moment and they haven't got that opportunity, they can look in the show notes and see ways that they can connect with you. Because um, I just wanted to mention, when you mentioned earlier, before we, we were chatting about, um, before we went recording, about even in nature, sometimes things look a bit wonky or they they don't have that perfected look you know and we're living in a society now where everything's filtered it's all about perfection and yet that's not what life's about really we, we've all got to embrace our quirkiness and our uniqueness um, and how has that message been shown with some of your photography how have you been able to share that message yeah thanks for prompting me because I forgot about that um, oh, I, loved, yeah. I loved when you told me about it that's why I thought, <laughs> I've got to share it it's so important yeah. So there's, um, for me, the diversity and beauty, that message has been um, sort of in, sort of reinforced to me in like photographing flowers. I love photographing Australian orchids. We've got so many diverse um, orchids. And um, like, yeah, like the imperfect, the so-called imperfect specimens, when I find them, they always put a smile on my face. Like I've found ones where the stalk's been bent, but the way the flowers are, they just look like they're smiling and happy. I found another one where the petals are sort of crossed and it looks like the flowers just, you know, having that Zen moment, um, you know, meditating. Another one where the um, the stalk's been bent and the way it's sort of, and it was raining that day and the way the um, 
raindrops are sort of balanced on the petals. It looks like, you know, it's doing some sort of yoga or somatic sort of movement. And it's sort of, you know, that balanced and aligned sort of. And I just always, I always like I'm amazed and just, it's just every single flower seems to have its own unique character. And, you know, every, yeah, it just puts a smile on my face. I just can't help it. And yeah, it's true. And it's that beauty and the diversity. And it's about, you know, being happy in your own skin, not trying to be someone else. Um, and exactly. for us as well, not to look for perfection, but to embrace that beauty that, you know, to that we have in each other. And yeah, yeah, what you focus on grows, the focus on the beauty. And it will, you know, you'll see a lot more of that around yeah. you. Yeah. It is. And, and I was thinking of how um, it's really about embracing, as I said before, our quirkiness, but all our little idiosyncrasies, because we've all got those little things, yeah. haven't we? Um, and it's what makes us so unique, really, as an yeah. individual, as a Soma. You know, we're all, we've all got our own um, different things that we, we bring to the table, don't we, in relationships and connection and that sort yeah, of thing. Exactly. Now, I was going to say, we, we've been tantalising the listeners so much with all your lovely um stories about photography and the messages and things like that but what I'd really love to do is just elaborate a bit more on what what's basically created off as just an interest turned into a passion has really grown into something bigger now um, and how listeners can benefit from your inspirational accounts and stories so for a start I know you've mentioned that you've got an email list is that correct um yes I do so I've got an email list on my website um dashnid.com.au and um, to subscribe to that email list, when you do subscribe to the email list, you'll get a free PDF of all the images that I've just talked about as a start. And then what I will be doing is periodically I'll send out um, sort of a similar sort of format, um, maybe a series of images that have inspired me um, since the last um, email. So people, you know, when you sort of download and subscribe, yeah, you'll get that. Um, you'll be automatically added to that list. And going forward, yeah, you'll receive those updates. Brilliant. So I just want to reiterate the the um, website where you can go to the mailing list. But also, as I said, it will also be in the show notes. But it's darshinid.com.au. So I'm just going to spell that out. It's D-H-A-R-S-H-I-N-I-D au. So if you go to Darshini's website, you will see there. And in particular, something I want to really mention here, Darshini, is about when they go to darshinid.com.au, when they click on products, they've got a few options to have a look at. Are you able to kind of elaborate a little bit on those products that are yeah. available at the moment? And there'll be yeah. more as time goes on. Yeah. So like I've already talked to you about the book Treasured Stillness, which I have set up. So there's two formats and they're printed on the Blurb platform. So you, I've got one which is a large hardcover and one which is smaller soft cover because I recognize people have different budgets and different um, sort of preferences. So if you click on either one of those, it will take you to the Blurb page where you can buy it um, from Blurb and it'll get you know mailed out to you from Blurb. Um, so yeah, those are there on the products. And then I've also launched a series of jigsaw puzzles, which is some of my in images. Um, and so if you click on my jigsaws, the products jigsaws, it'll take you to the jigsaw gallery landing page where you can select the jigsaws and the size, you know, it, it, each jigsaw will be printed on demand. So you can select whether you want a complex one or whether you want a simple one, the number, you know, the number of pieces and stuff and which image you would like. And again, the Jigsaw Gallery will print it and um, post it out to you. Um, and the reason I chose Jigsaws is because it's, again, it's another one of those things that, you know, can 
Drenching sauces has been shown to help you with that problem solving, you know, that mind, you know, focusing. And it's also another thing that you can do as a fun activity, as a group, have it going, you know, teamwork sort of thing as well. So, yeah, that's another reason. And I always have loved jigsaws as well. So that's why I got it going. Yeah. And it's a beautiful reward at the end to see the photo that you've taken as well. Yep. So there's so many, so many things. So, I mean, it's a wonderful opportunity as a gift as well as for personal use, isn't it? Or yep. as you, you say, I know um, when I talk to clients here, sometimes with their children, they will find activities like jigsaws or colouring where they'll get the children to do that. And then while they're in the process of colouring or doing a jigsaw, they naturally just start discussing some of the problems of the day or if they've got issues with school. And it's like a really cathartic way of releasing, isn't it really? It's really, it's it's a lovely way of getting those emotions out without feeling like you've got to sit and have this intense face-to-face discussion. There's just so many options, isn't it, that you can use your beautiful jigsaws for really as well. So um, I was going to say, as we kind of come to a close with this episode, we were talking earlier, weren't we, before we were recording about how, it's having that open mind and that curiosity to the fact that when people are looking at how they can develop um, a mindset that's going to help them with resilience and, you know, through the ups and downs of life, we develop these mindfulness skills, which, which support it. And we were saying that it, and I think you've got an image, haven't you, that you were thinking of this as a bit of a life lesson as well, is that it might not just, it might not be photography. It, it could be swimming. Remember we mentioned before, or it might be, if you like photography, it's being open-minded to maybe nature isn't your interest. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, other other areas. Are you able to elaborate a little bit on that? Because we were chatting about that before. Yeah, I, I think it comes back to that discussion we had about diversity and beauty. It's That's like, right. you know, we're not all we're not all the same. We're all unique. We've got our own we've got our own quirkiness, but we've also got our own strengths. We've got our own personalities. And what I feel is like photography has been that for me. Um, but I can also say that there was a week very recently where I had a very challenging experience just a couple of months ago, over last month, actually. And um, I couldn't actually, I had no desire for photography. I honestly could not do it. And But I found comfort that week in music design for reflection and meditation. And I have no musical born in me, but I was just singing, you know, I was just singing that meditative sort of um, songs and it just calmed me and it helped me. So I know that, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is sort of going, but yeah, it, it's that moments where you, yeah, sometimes, you know, it's not a one solution for everything. You've got different solutions as well. Yeah. And, you know, you've got to be in that flow. We talked about being in that flow, being aware of what works for you. Don't have a set mindset. Be curious, be open, but also recognize that, you know, we're all unique. We've all got our gifts and be, be, be willing to be yourself, accept who you are. Just, you know, um, it's so important. And age is no barrier. Not, you know, like look at my mom. She's, you know, um, nearly 80 and she's still, you know, out there in nature and, you know, just like a little kid. And I've seen that in others, other old, um, you know, I shouldn't say older, but people in a similar sort of age group who, can be so energized and so buzzing because they're out in nature and, you know, that's their passion. But I know that others can be doing that with cooking or, you know, gardening. It just is what, 
yeah makes you sing basically it's, it's like a it's like a moving meditation isn't it and i mean you've explained it so beautifully because it kind of makes me think how you know in total somatics we say that somas exist in time so it's really you were demonstrating that weren't you that although you love your photography a month or so ago when you had stress happening you were listening internally to what you felt needed to feel uh, to feed yourself at that point and it was it was having that um focus of just trying and exploring something else exactly. in order to meet that need at the time isn't it so it is really an evolution the whole time and i think it's been a beautiful example from you know your own personal account of what became just an interest how now you're serving people around the world aren't you with your books and your jigsaws and those periodic emails that people can contact so it's been so inspiring to have you dashing in that's why when we were chatting a few months ago i said please please could you be in the podcast because when we were talking you've got such a passion um and it really makes such a shift in people's mindset and uh, and just because obviously this episode is applicable every day of the year but because it's been put into this mindset category for the start of a year uh, it just it's another idea isn't it giving people thoughts on how they could maybe explore a different area they've not tapped into maybe it's photography or maybe it's finding something where they've got that flow um, and seeing how that creates a mindfulness practice and then it shifts the state of their nervous system and their mindset have you got any closing thoughts or anything you'd like to that we haven't discussed you'd like to share with the listeners um thanks Heidi you summarized it really well for me it's been that experience yeah, and being flexible being open um being curious and you know it's not a one problem one solution all the time sort of thing as well um what works you know like I've demonstrated for myself yes photography works the majority of the time and yet a month ago I learned that you know for a week that was something else it wasn't photography and it could happen again and who knows what the solution would be so be flexible be curious and just go with what's best for you as well because remember embrace the diversity embrace the uniqueness about yourself um yeah and also I was going to say like with my um, book as well on my jigsaws or even the emails that you'll receive with a free download I'd love to hear from you on my website there is a contact me um, page as well and I'd love to get your feedback and you know what you um, when you you know if any images sort of touch you and move you I'd like to hear um, your stories as well so yeah I look forward to hearing from people as well it's yeah that community um, building a community online oh, and you know yeah Oh, thank you so much, Darshini. I mean, that's why everybody, I wanted you to hear from Darshini today because it's been so inspiring. So as I said, everything will be in the show notes, but just to reiterate again, it's darshinid.com.au. And if you click on products within her website, you can see the beautiful book to treasured stillness, which I think is a beautiful name in itself. Um, and also the jigsaws. And as time goes on, I'm sure um, Darshini will probably put extra content in or other products in applicable to what people are, are after so i'm sure that that'll be the case but there's plenty for people to get started isn't there darshini yeah, it's, uh, it's wonderful but thank you so so much again and on behalf of all the listeners darshini we just want to send all our love and best wishes to you and your mom for a very happy and healthy year ahead uh, and we look forward to seeing more of 
all your passion projects, which has turned into a global movement now um, of how people can really shift their mindset with um, mindfulness practices. And in this instance, it's taking that um, nature photography. So thank you so, such, so much again. All our love and best wishes to you. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you. And thank, thank you to you. all the listeners as well. And yeah, the same wishes to you and all the listeners for a bright 2023 and yeah, oh. beyond. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much. So thank you everyone for joining us both today. Uh, do let us know what you found was amazing and takeaway points from this because Darshini and I would love to hear from you. Um, so until next time, all my love and very best wishes. Take care. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and also forward this on to somebody you know will benefit to learn more about pain relief, plus how to improve your health and well-being, go to totalsomatics.com. Until next time, take care. <laughs>